Hello, hello, everyone. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Change After 40 podcast. Um, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, the Change After 40 podcast. Uh, we do weekly episodes every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. On Sunday, I do um, a live session on Instagram and Facebook with Sunday self-care. So check us out. Um, This month is Breast Cancer Month and Domestic Domestic Violence Month. And tonight's topic is No Excuse for Abuse. We have a special guest that will be with us tonight. She will be on to talk about her story, um, share this um, episode with anyone that you know that may be experiencing any domestic violence or have gone through domestic violence. Um, Domestic violence is not okay for anyone to experience. So if you know anyone that's experiencing domestic violence and they really want help to get out, um, you can have them to call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE. That number is 1-800-799-SAFE. Again, thank you guys for um, tuning in to the Change at the 40 podcast. We have our special guest. She's going to introduce herself. Um, Go ahead, my special guest, and introduce yourself. Hello, everyone. I am Sierra Hill. I am a mother of three. I am an entrepreneur um, of Beauty Salon. Um, Also... Let's see, I'm a servant of God. I serve in my local church um, under Bishop Travis and Joanne Jones here okay. in um, Baytown, Texas. Texas. Texas in the house. Texas. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. So um, before we get started with you um, telling your story, um. I was just reading and on the internet and it reads that one in four women experience violence, domestic domestic violence with their partner compared to one in 13 men experiencing domestic violence. Wow. And um, once again, domestic violence is not okay with, for anyone. Right. And, um, let me make this statement before I, I ask any questions. Domestic violence is never okay. Right. <clears throat> it's never okay for anyone to put their hands on anyone. You know, it should never get to that point. But um, I'm going to let you go ahead and tell your story. And then we right. So, as Misha said, domestic violence is not okay. And And going through my situation, I realized that domestic violence is more than just um, physical abuse. Uh Um, It's emotional abuse also. Um, You know, 
verbally abusing someone that's um, considered domestic abuse as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, my story goes, um, um, it started with my first, um, re- well, a guy that I met um, at 15. We met on our birthday. Um, we were friends for the long. And um, he's the father of my um, second child. He was <clears throat> he was a very sweet guy. You know, he was very respectable. You know, um, I knew him for years. You know, he didn't. He never. You know, requested anything like that. Um, I mean, to me, he was the perfect gentleman. And so, um, with him, you know, I felt you know safe protected you know because when I was around him he always um, protected me or or defended me and was just the perfect gentleman that I I knew so um, we met back up we we lost contact over time you know Um, so we met back up Um, I was 21 I might have been 20 I was 20 and um, we decided to talk again and I thought nothing of it because he was a great guy Mm mm-hmm um, he was respectable to me in my eyes. At that so, time and, that you knew him from, right? At, but I don't think that I got to really know him like I um, should have the second time that we um, met. Because, you know, looking back on it and talking with a few people, they was like, you know, yeah, he was good then. But it's like something, you know, really snapped with him in mm-hmm. between that time. So... I think the second time around, I should have taken my time a little bit more and, um, you know, got to know him the second time around. Okay. So, well, we began a relationship. Um, really wasn't that much of a relationship. I had our child. Um, and in that, in, in the meantime, you know, he lost his mom. And so he started going through a lot of changes. Um in and out of jail, um, even more frequent. And um, he began to, um, like, um, snap. It started verbally at first. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it was nothing for him to say, you know, call me B's and H's. So <clears throat> it, just, it, just, it just spiraled out of, the, out of control, you know. So I'm going to take my time and slow down. Yeah. But I Relax. didn't, mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't, um, I guess I didn't see what it was, you know, what was happening at the time because I had never experienced it. Yeah. So um, now that I go back and, you know, I've gone through counseling and, you know, they say, well, you know, it always starts out like that. It always starts out as um, verbal abuse and, you know, and then they become physical, but I, I, you know, I had no one around me. I don't, you know, I've never seen my mom go through anything like that. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm such a private person to where I, you know, I never really openly came out to say, you know, hey, he's doing that or yeah. what should I do? What should I expect? So, you know, so I just, you know, went on, you know, he was taking care of me. And his daughter paying my bills, ensuring that, you know, that I was taken care of. So I was like, you know, maybe he's just going through a tough time. 
and um I just, you know, give them some time and, you know, I'll be patient with them because, you know, I'm thinking in my head, like I've seen my grandmother, you know, stick with her relationship mm-hmm. throughout her life. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to stand by him eventually. He'll, he'll come around. He'll be okay. But yes. um, you can't just go off and say, you know, in time, all things are past. It takes, you know, prayer. It takes fasting. Mm-hmm. It takes, um, um, therapy you know whatever you know sometimes you even have to take medicines you know to bring yourself back to health yeah so I wasn't informed at the time so I just you know kept going on I eventually moved to Georgia and he was in Florida um but from time to time he would come and um I'll just notice that we were beginning to drift away not that I was seeing anybody I wasn't seeing anybody I don't know what he was doing but in his time in Georgia he began I'm in Florida he began to do drugs unbeknownst to me Mm. um because I wasn't there to see so he started um doing drugs very heavily um uh he would send me money and um not even the next day request for the money back and I need the money now I need money now I'm like what is wrong with you you know yeah because he was trying to go somewhere and get his fix okay yeah so he began to get violent and when he didn't get his way like uh, I remember one time he requested me to send him some money or something of the sort and I was at school I had just started hair school and anybody who knows me um knows that I um I've loved to do hair my um from a from a young girl I started very young yeah doing family hair so I, I did hair school which was a big deal to me to go ahead and get my license so um he knew this and I was at school and you know I wouldn't leave right away to Western Union so he called the school and you know was threatening the teachers um one was an off-duty police officer and wow. said he's about to blow up the school and um oh my god he's you know he's right outside and if I come outside he's gonna kill me and so and it was it was just a big to do they shut the school down for the night called me into the office and said, I couldn't continue to go to school there. Oh, wow. So they put me out of school. Um, I was devastated. Yeah, I um, It took a while for me to, you know, get back into school because I'm thinking, you know, what if what if he does it again? And what if he finds me? Like, no matter where I would go, if he would find out where I'm working, um, like I didn't know that he was stalking me on Facebook. I didn't think that he was thinking about it, but he would just get on Facebook. And if he see, oh, I posted, oh, I started working here. I started work. He would call and get me fired from my jobs. And um, oh man, yeah. So you know, he really took me through the ringer um, with that. So um, uh, it took one conversation. Um, we were about to get married. I don't know why. But I was, um, I can say I was um, very fearful of him, mm-hmm. you know, so he thought it would be a good idea for us to be married, you know, 
Eve tried to convince me, you know, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. You know, we're going to make it work. And, you know, he was in jail at this time. He had eventually went to jail. Um, so we were going to get married. Um, but his probation officer called me one day and um, she said, uh, I've, I've heard so much about you and I just wanted to reach out to you. And she said, um, here in a conversation. Um, with you. It says, it sounds like you're a, a pretty intelligent young lady. So I normally don't do this, but I wanted to reach out to you personally and say that, you know, this individual has um, some very serious um, mental issues. Mm -hmm. So for um, a time, it'll go good. So let's say six months. But then the next six months, he's like... <laughs> you know, like a monster. Yeah. And he said, this is, this is going to be a pattern for him um, throughout his life. She said, um, you know, this is not my first time working with this young man, but she was like, I just can't see myself um, not telling you. She said, you know, I'm really not supposed to do this, but I just had to give you this information. And, and so, you know, I thanked her from there. Um, and I decided to call off the wedding. Um, my dad had paid for the wedding mm -hmm. and everything, a nice beach wedding. Um, you know, he was going to, you know, anything that he was going to be okay with whatever I decided for my life. Because, of course, he was just trying to be that father to say, you know, yeah. she make her own decisions and choices. You know, I got to let her bump her head. So, anyway, I ended up calling off the wedding. I, I, he spent, like, thousands of dollars. And, mm -hmm. you know, he wasn't even upset. He was just like, I'm just glad you made the decision not to to do it because it's better that you backed out of it um, than to go into it knowing that you were unhappy and yeah. things weren't right, you know, just for so he's like, you know, money can come and go. So he was very supportive with me for that. So um, time went on and for years I wasn't in a relationship, you know because I was so fearful and nervous, like, from that relationship. For years, I wasn't in a relationship mm -hmm. and didn't have a desire for a relationship, um, which was fine with me. And, it, it, and you know, it, it would be years that I didn't hear from him mm -hmm. um, because he was in and out of jail. So yes, that was fine. So I ended up getting into another relationship. Um uh, another serious relationship after him and um the he was a very nice guy very respectable guy um i let allow my family to meet him you know they were pleased with the young guy and we um we had a child and we were going to be together you know what i thought you know was for the rest of my life i mean he was he was a gentleman also yeah. Um, and um, before we even um, entered into the relation, well, we did something to where, where we were going to get married the Muslim way. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. But um, before we even entered into that arrangement or what have you, um, I talked about my past with him. Okay. And he shared with me that... Um, you know, um, he wasn't, he was an abuser at one point, but that's something that he wanted to have, 
between us. Yes. And so it was believable because um, we never even argued. We got along so good. Um, it was a good relationship to me, you know. Yes. We did um, business deals together and all of that stuff. So, so I thought we got along okay, but um, life transpired with him, and um, I. After certain events happened in his life, he um, he walked away from our relationship or what we had going on. He um, said that um, he didn't feel like I deserved it, which I thought was just like a cop-out reason. Yeah. So, again, I was um, alone taking care of children, um, a single mom. So, but um, six months later... He decided maybe he wanted to come back. I'm not sure. You know, after, I mean, totally getting up, leaving, leaving all of his clothes, leaving all of his shoes. Um, he came back and he said, um, you know, we were, I think we were going to a Martin Luther King parade and he wanted to spend time with the girls um, because he had a very great relationship mm -hmm. with my um, girls. So um, I got in the shower to prepare to go to the parade, and um, um, he was going through my phone and saw that I was talking with someone else, you know, just somebody to entertain people. Yeah, mm -hmm. keep me company. So he got upset with that. And um, as I was coming out the shower, um, he started hitting me, um, and he started choking me, and he was saying... Um, no other man is going to be around my child. No other man is going to be around my child. Don't play with him. And so, um, I guess, you know, once he saw, I was able to block most of his licks or, you know, get away from him. Um, he started to choke me. Wow. He was a very big guy and, um, he started, um, choking me. So, um, he started, so I just started to like black out mm -hmm. um, or, you know, just pass out. So after so long, I was like, you know, I'm not going to be able to hold. I feel, I just, I'm thinking in my mind, I'm going to be dead soon wow. because I, I have no more breath left in my body. So eventually I just played like I was passed out and I was on the floor. So uh -huh. after he saw me pass out on the floor, he, uh, what I thought he did was ran out of the house. Okay. But um, I don't think he did. Well, I didn't notice that he didn't run out of the house. So I'm crying and I'm, I'm grabbing my baby who was one at the time. And I picked her up and ran to make sure I locked the door behind him. So he wouldn't get in and yeah. to let my children my other children in the back door because they heard the commotion mm -hmm. and they were banking. So, um, uh, you know, um, I'm going to me he was still in the house. So, um, he cornered me in the kitchen where I had a knife and, um, I wasn't intending on stabbing him. I just had the knife to say, you know, back away or I will, um, I will use it. So, mm -hmm. He was saying, you know, I don't care about a knife. I don't care about a knife. So um, 
the next thing I know, he charged at me. And I put my hands up with my knife and I, I stabbed him in the chest. Wow. So um, it wasn't that I wanted to do that because after all that, I knew that I still loved him and um, I never wanted him. Yeah. I was just thinking like, um, you know, if he choked me again, I'm not going to be able to fake anything. I'm so out of, you know, I'm so out of breath. Yeah. I, I won't be able to fight him off of me again. So um, I'm, I'm going to have to scare him off in some sort of way. So um, I stabbed him. And um, I was devastated. I was devastated. I began okay. to scream and scream. And, you know, 911 was on the phone the entire time. I don't know, some somewhere in between the abuse, um, I was able to call 911. Mm-hmm. And when, when, when I went to get my phone, they were still on the phone. So they heard the entire thing. Wow. But, Thank um, God for that. Yeah, that was one of my saving factors so um once they heard that um you know I told them we need an ambulance and I hung up from them and I called my mom and I told her what was going on crying hysterically and she was just saying you know she's gonna send other people so in that time you know the, the ambulance came and they took him away um he was trying to tell me not to say anything mm-hmm. he was trying to so I was saying you know I'm not I'm not going to I, I told the police officer, I'm going to cooperate with whatever you want me to do. You know, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. I'm going to cooperate. So I told the police the story. And um, and um, that day they decided that it was self-defense because it was in my home. Mm-hmm. I called 911 and he was abusing me. And they saw the evidence of me, you know, sliding down the wall you know from when my hair was still wet I still see the streaks wow my hair on the wall and things of that nature so they didn't take me to jail or anything so they they discovered that um you know it was self-defense yeah but later on um there had to be a detective because of the nature yes of the situation so the the detectives questioned him and he stated that he um he said that I wasn't he said that he approached me and was telling me that he's not going to be able to support me anymore. I snapped and I got mad and I stabbed him. Whoa. So I guess well the well I know the detective believed um him because she charged me with um aggravated assault with a deadly weapon and Oh a God. week later, yeah, and um, a week later, and um, that I ended up turning myself in and going before the judge. And um, but you know, once telling explaining the judge everything that happened, and you know, mm-hmm. with my she said she has no reason to be here, I don't know why Miss Hill is here. Um, you know, she was telling the, the state that. Why shouldn't I send a warrant out for Mr. Tate? And because wow. he should be here and not her. Um, um, they let me out of jail. I, I still had a bond because of it. I mean, I was I was facing twenty years. Twenty so, years. Yeah, I was facing twenty years. Um, 
for that. And I was devastated um, while sitting in jail. Because just to think that I would be away from my children for the rest of my life for something that, you know, I didn't, you know, I didn't. I didn't initiate it or any, I was deserved, period. Yeah, Yeah, I was, I just thought I was going to lose my mind. So Mm -hmm. um, eventually I ended up moving back to Florida. Um, And around this time, my ex, which I haven't seen or spoken to in about seven years or so, Mm -hmm. that used to abuse me, he, he was saying, know he was saying he was sorry for all the things that he had done and um he just wanted to make up for lost time and be there for his child and you know I was believing him he was in another relationship so Mm -hmm. I know he wasn't pursuing me in any way so yeah I allowed him and then this time I moved back to Florida and um I allowed him to come around and visit my child and um You know, I'm telling him, you know, I'm just trying to get back on my feet. I went through a horrible ordeal and um, I just need to get back on my feet. Yeah. So he said, you know, I'll help you get back on your feet. Um, I have no problem with that. He said, I've missed so much time. Just allow me to help you. Mm -hmm. So he did. Um, He bought me a car and um, he can help me catch up on some bills and he gave me money for bills. So, and I, I sat him down and I explained to him, you know, um, you know, I just recently had a bad situation. You know, we had something that was very toxic. I said, please don't think that, you know, I'm accepting these gifts or all of this stuff from you. Yes. Um, because I want to, there is a chance that we'll be together because at this time I'm not saying that, you know, so. And so he told me, you know, um, no, 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 no. I just want to help. I just want to be there. I just want to be there. So um, in the midst of all that, um, not even this was not even two months after they dropped the charges and um, and um, they dropped the charges for me, stabbing my ex. And, you know, um, all was well. Um, he did send him a statement. Um, that um, that you know he was abusing me, and um, mm-hmm. so the from there they also dropped the charges. I hope I'm not mixing it up because this is all happening at the same time. So yes, uh-huh. just to go back and forth. I hope is um, it's, it's clear. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It, so. it is. You could tell the difference. You could tell that you're because you're stating that you from the. Um, situation that happened in the other state and you move from that place to back to Florida and you got back in contact with your um, second child's father because you know you was on hard time so yeah every, every, it's flowing I, yeah so and I understand what you're saying yeah mm-hmm. okay good so after that everything was fine so um I was getting back together they um they ordered me to go through counseling and which uh-huh. once they dropped the charges I um I, I wasn't required to go but I still continued counseling because I all of it was a very traumatic thing for me um 
uh, I began to have anxiety really, really, really bad. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, and PTSD. Oh, so wow. counseling was something that I needed. And um, it was an outlet. Um, it was a healing agent for me mm-hmm. at that time. So go on. I, I'm continuing counseling. I'm continuing my life. And I'm thinking, hey, it's not perfect right now. But at least I'm getting to a better road to healing and doing everything that I need. So from there, um, one day um, I was outside. This guy was trying to talk to me. So. I'm not paying him any attention, but in the meantime, my second child's father ride by and saw the guy talking to me. Uh-huh. So from there, he took it as if I'm talking to another guy, mm-hmm. you know, while he's trying to provide and do stuff for me. So he got irate. Oh, my God. So he came over um, that night and he was like, why don't you want to be with me? Um, we can be together and we can do something. So from there, he just, he just, he just got really crazy. So he loses, he breaks into the house and, um, he, he, um, I'm going to the door because I hear shuffling at the door. Yeah. So I'm running back to get something to jam the door so he can't get in. So, but on my way back to the door, he comes in the house and wow. he just charges at me. And so he's not really saying anything. He's just saying, you know, I, I hate you. You be, I hate you. And, um, I mean, he's dragging me and I'm trying to fight him off. Wow. So, um, he's saying, give me everything I gave you. I want everything back. Um, where's my shades? Cause he let my daughter get some shades. You know, it's her dad. She wanted something from her dad. Give me my shades. Um, and he gets my phone from my hand and I fell. And he was beating me and, and stomping my head into the ground. Mm. And stomping me. And um, the kids come out the room and saw him beating me. And um, my oldest called 911. Wow. And uh, you know, the police came and... Um, they took a report. I told him, you know, that he broke into my house and, you know, he beat me and he stole my phone and he stole some other things. So, of course, they made the police report. So, um, days after that, he just continued to torment me. Um, again, wow. he got me fired from another job. He slashed my tires four separate times. Four, four separate occasions. times? Yes, all of my tires. And on um, four different occasions. And I don't know. It was just, he just made my life a living hell. I was afraid to go anywhere. I was wow. afraid, um, thinking that he would be there. And it was just crazy. So eventually I was able to, um, due to that situation, I was able to move to a different area, Um but he still taunted me. So um, after a year, I moved to Texas, where I'm at now. Uh-huh. Um, and um, recently, he was just caught for um, the charge, well, for the breaking and entering and stopping me. And so now I'm going through the court situation with him. Um, 
and he's actually <sighs> looking at um, life in prison. Life? Um, yeah, he's looking at life um, mm. for breaking and entering and um, assault. Um, so it's just been a really, um, uh, it's been really hard, but, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm maneuvering it. I'm making my way through life, you know, um, yes. getting through everything, but, um, just sitting, you know, our first court date, I remember, well, mm-hmm. before the court date, I remember he called me one uh-huh. night. And he said, you know, um, I just want to talk to Kaziah. And it was so coincidental. I wouldn't say coincidence. I mean, you know, God yes. sees and hears all things. So we had just yes. gotten in from church yes. that night. And um, Kaziah and I was having a conversation. And she was um, just talking about everything that happened between us. And she was like... You know, it really hurts. I can't believe my father would do these things to you, especially in front of me. And I say, you know, because I, you have to forgive him, you know, mm-hmm. it, you know, regardless of what he's done, you know, I'm sorry I took you through that. You have to forgive him. And wow. I declare not even an hour later, he gave us a call and he was like, you know, I just want to be, I want to make it right with you again. And it was like, you know, I'm going to send some money tomorrow. Oh my um, gosh. This that but what that, that brings was, brought back memories like it's like deja vu yeah, like, you yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. and I say you know I really don't want any money but what happened was he ended up getting caught that night by the police for the charges so he wasn't able to send the money like he promised so he went to jail for um for those charges and um that's what we're going through now but um just hearing the judge, you know, read over the police report mm-hmm. and, um, you know, one, the officer noted that he saw the footprint on the side of my face wow. in the sand wow. um, from the shoe and um, noted that uh, I, it was just, it was, it was, it was, I think I just sat there with my mouth wide open and my lips closed, like, wow, just notating and hearing all of the yes. charges that we had had before stuff that I, you know, made police reports on, but, you know, thinking like, let me just make the police report. They ain't really going to catch them, but I'm just made the police report. Yeah. Just hearing all of the things that he had done before, you mm-hmm. know, and him being in jail for this, and just toggling back and forth between, you know, do I drop the charges um, because my daughter's feelings are involved? You know, I wouldn't want to see her father go to jail for the rest of her life. But at the same time, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to be dead behind him because yes. eventually he will snap again mm-hmm. and come after me again. It seems like no matter where I go, he finds me. So um, discussing it over with her and she was like, you know, just let the law do what they were going to do because I just don't, I I can't fathom why he would want to hurt someone yeah. that I love or why would he, she said he can't possibly love me. Wow. So, um, you know, 
I said, okay, I'm just going to allow whatever to be just to be because, you know, mm-hmm. I get that. You know, I don't know his mental state at times. He doesn't know his mental state. He's admitted to blacking out and not knowing what happened, you know, when he does abuse me. So why would I, why would I chance that? Yeah. So, yeah. And that and that has to be scary for your girls to watch their mom go through that, you know, mm-hmm. and to for him to kick you and for the police officer to say that he could see the shoe print on the side of your face. That's mm-hmm. that's that that could be that could you could have lost your life. Yeah, you know, and then. Yeah. That, that, that's a hard place to be, you know, and um, just thank God that God, <clears throat> for God, grace and mercy for saving you and yeah. for you allowing, for allowing you to be able to tell your story to help someone else through right. the, sim- the same situation or something similar to, you know, it, it's, I, I can't, I don't know. It, I, you have a lot of strength. That just yeah. that that shows that God has something in store for you that you got you got a story to tell. Well, you're already telling your story, but mm-hmm. he, he has something in store for you. And um ha, has this like made it hard for you to even want to date again or you know get into a serious relationship are you terrified um is it different signs that you look for to say that you know to see if they're abusive because from both from both stories it seems like both of these young men were very nice young men and they didn't give any signs of of abuse or anything else it's just like snap like you know yeah it's been very hard. I actually, um, I was recently talking to someone. Mm-hmm. Um, it was long distance, and you know, for a long time, I didn't want to talk to anybody because I'm like, you know, what is wrong with me that um, these men in particular mm-hmm. are attracted to me? You know, what is it that I'm missing? Because you know, I don't want to take my children through this. You know, I don't want to take yeah. myself through this. You know. I don't mind being alone, but I don't want to be with anybody just for the sake of saying that I have, you know, breath and britches laying in the bed with me or I have somebody paying for the bill. So it's really hard to know, to, um, to, to think about these things because I'm thinking like, you know, what is wrong with me? You know, you know, why, what, what attracts me to the, what, what, why are these men attracted to me? You know, um, mm-hmm. you know, what do I do wrong? You know, I question so much about myself, you know, um, was I good enough or, you know, I had so many questions about myself. Mm-hmm. So it was just, so I, I, I toggled back and forth with that. So have you identified those things? Have you like, um, maybe written down like you know you know how you write things down and you say okay, yeah like like maybe this is what they getting maybe i'm giving off this let me just back up <clears throat> i don't care what it is you can wear the the shortest skirt or whatever the case may be to me 
I don't care. You, it doesn't give nobody the right to put their hands on you. I don't care mm-hmm. if you say something wrong or whatever. Just walk away. It gives nobody the right to put their hands on anyone. Right. So, but at the same time, have you identified <clears throat> these things that may be these type of men, you know, see something in you that, because it's, it's not yeah. your fault. It's yeah. not your fault. So That's don't true. blame yourself. Right. You know, it's not your fault. It's, it's just like, you know, sometimes I don't I don't want to say low self-esteem. Yeah, it is. It it does because um it some it, that does play a part of it. Okay. I can say that much. Mm-hmm. Um um so I yeah, so I had to learn how to begin to love myself mm-hmm. and um and to answer your question i would say certain things that i know that I'm, i am a kind-hearted per- hearted person yes um i'm you know i my i treat my men like kings so yeah and you know with those kind-hearted people attract the wrong people a lot mm-hmm. you know they track those attract those you know, possessive. And so I, I, I just, I don't know how to explain that part, but they, they attract the, what's not good for them a lot. So from there, I learned how to decipher mm-hmm. from, you know, first of all, you need to give it more time, you know, yeah. three, four months, you can't jump into anything and say, Oh yeah, we're going to be married. And this and the third, it takes, it takes season to seasons to learn one another. I, I, you know, I heard somebody say you need to know them in every facet of their life. Like every season, you need to know everything about them at that time. You know, you need to know um, how they're going to act when they don't have any money. You need to know how they're going to act at their 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 highest point you know mm-hmm. how do they how do they act around holidays how do they interact with their family and how do you know what does their family say about them so yeah i really was i can say that i really wasn't taking the time i you know i'm just being honest i was mm-hmm. i wasn't taking the time to um get to know everything about this this these men like i should have you know just taking their word for face value being naive mm-hmm. and you know seeing what they're showing me because yeah. for a good couple of months you're gonna show me you're gonna you know treat me to some spa dates and yeah treat me to some you know that's gonna but what happens after those couple of months you know when your money ran low how, how are you reacting then or what's happening then when so you I have a tough know, time you know right that's how you really know who yeah. who you're dealing with when things get hard you know um yeah. you know people move changes you yeah. know people become totally different when when finances and money, you know, money is yeah. involved and it's, they're so used to being a certain way. But when things change, you get a totally different person. Right. You know? And you um, that's a totally different side. Yeah. I've always been that person. Um, I was, I, I was dealing with this one particular guy um, when I was like, I would say, was it 1920 <laughs> and um he had like like all these kids uh-huh. but he was like it is so funny when you say um verbal abuse is almost worse than physical yeah. abuse because you don't yeah. forget those words 
And it's just like, um, I knew that situation wasn't right for me. And I had to, and it's hard to detach yourself from someone like that, you know? Yeah. And I always said, God, if you get me out of this situation, (laughs) I had to get my mom involved to get out of that situation. Wow. And for to, to have my mom to stand up for me like how your mom stood up for she might not have been there physically for you but she had people lined up for you to protect you and you know so yeah we we go through things and we we, you know just thank god we got through it that's all i can say thank god that you know for his grace and mercy Yes, that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. So, with you suffering with anxiety and PTSD, has that um taken control over your life now? Well, um, I said at one point it was because I um I'm a very hard worker. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been throughout my whole life. I've maintained two jobs, um, whatever I needed to do. But mm-hmm. um, after going through all of that PTSD and anxiety, it was it was hard for me to keep a job. Um, mm-hmm. I remember um, one job I walked off of. Um, I was working driving for a company. And, um, you know, I got in late. I went to a doctor's appointment. I don't, I don't remember. Um, and, you know, he was supposed to give me back the truck. But, um, you know, he could tell he? he was one of the, the workers. The, one of the workers was supposed to give me back the truck. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, I wasn't, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty calm person by nature. So um, he basically you know i asked him for the keys and out of nowhere he just spazzed on me he just started yelling and screaming and got in my face and all of this so and then on the job i found myself i broke down so bad Mm -hmm. Um, i just got in the truck and drove somewhere you know i was shaking hysterically crying hysterically Mm -hmm. stuttering and gasping for air or breath or like <laughs> just yeah having a major panic attack and um I just from there I you know I left the job and I, I you know I didn't go back um I spoke to the manager later and I told him I say you know uh, I just got out of a, 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 an abusive relationship you know what I went through just now um um and I you know you you saw my ex calling my job, and I say these are triggers for me. I, mm-hmm. I can't have people yelling at me and all in my face. I say I, I had an entire panic attack, and he said, you know, I understand. I understand. We'll talk about. It. I say, you know, I I, I just can't. I, I can't. Mm-hmm. And um, from there, I knew I had to sit down and get myself. Um, some some further assistance, you know, further counseling and things mm-hmm. of that nature. But and too, if if it's too much work, so it it has affected me in in jobs and things of that nature. But lately, I've learned within the past year and a half or so, I've learned to um, 
to to just love on myself even more mm-hmm. and take uh, like once a week I take some time for myself and um, I I date myself basically yeah even if it's if it's somewhere free if it, it you know it doesn't have to be anywhere expensive mm-hmm. I would find a lake or I would find a garden or I would find a park and just you know inhale exhale romance yourself like you romance know. myself mm-hmm. and. You know, I'll do picnics, take a sandwich and take a drink and just spend time with myself. Don't pick up my phone and, you Mm -hmm. know, meditate and, you know, just to clear my head and my thoughts and, you know, come back in life. And then I've I've, I've found in doing that, um, I navigate life a lot better. Yes. Um, I navigate life a a whole lot better in doing that, you know, and I, you know, my kids understand, they know, you know, I just need a moment, you guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to step out. And even if I sit in my car, I take a, I take time for myself. You have to. And uh, You have to. Yeah. I make sure every morning I pray and I, um, allow God to lead me through my day and, you know, got leading, guide me in every step that I make. So, and in that I've, you know, I've been, um, I've been okay, you know. And you will continue to be okay because yeah. you're strong. You, you know how to identify these things yeah. with anyone that you may come in contact with the next time, you know, mm-hmm. um, you're, you're loving on yourself. That's the most important part right there. Right. You're, you're treating yourself so I, I was I was reading something earlier, and it says that if you don't think you're you're attractive, why right. would we think someone else thinks we're attractive? And I was like, what? Because I had to like really listen to it again, <laughs> and I was like, okay. So if, if I look in the mirror at myself now, yeah, am I going to say, oh my gosh, Amisha is attractive? Wow, she's the bomb. Whatever, whatever the case may be. <laughs> Yeah. But if I'm not saying those things to myself, right, it's saying like, "Dang, girl, you look good." <laughs> Why would I expect, you know, anybody else, right? Anyone else? So guess right. what? From when I listened for that, listen to that earlier today, I said, "You know what, Misha, I owe, it, I owe like myself right. to think that I'm beautiful no matter what, <clears throat> right? Whatever the situation may be, however my size may be, if I am yep. who God has designed for to be. So right. guess what? I'm beautiful. I'm right. smart. I'm intelligent. <laughs> I'm like I got, I got it going on. I may be a little chunky, right. but guess what? I am beautiful. <laughs> I'm right. smart. I'm intelligent. I am a boss. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm all of that. Above. So guess what? You are all of that. You're you're smart. You're intelligent. You are identifying different things you know what triggers you you know what things that to look for and most definitely you got three beautiful um black young girls that you're raising to that's looking up to you that's watching everything that you do so that should be that should be your strength to say that you have the strength to move on to continue to fight through um i think you're powerful I think you have strength. I think you're amazing. Because with all of that you've been through, you still 
have joy and you still yeah. able to help save someone else that may be going through the same thing that you have experienced. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I think yeah, you're, you're true. And you're, you came on Thank here and you told so your story. What not, not to say that you're happy that you went through that. You came on here and you told your story. That's, that's the first step to, I am free. Like yeah. you should feel like totally off, awesome. Like you're free. Yeah. Like you're, you told your story. Like that's a weight lifted off of you. You know? Right. Yeah. yeah. It feels like I'm, you know, cause it, you know, it's at one point I wasn't saying anything, you know, I mm -hmm. felt like I owed these men some type of loyalty to cover up the things that they've done, but who was covering me? So at this point, I'm, I feel, you know, as I speak about it more because, um, I've been writing about it, you know, mm -hmm. starting a nonprofit for um, people in domestic violence situations. So it makes me feel like I'm taking my power back. You yes, know, I, yes. I feel, you know, every yes. every little thing that I write, every step towards it that I make, you know, mm -hmm. I don't care how long it's taking me to make that step, you know. You taking, taking it, you taking it, taking it, taking back everything, and I'm taking my power back. Exactly, yeah. you're taking your yeah. power back. And guess right. what? You taking it back with pride. This time right. you taking it back with pride, and you're not looking backwards. You're looking forward because with looking backwards, you still stuck on the past. The past, right. the past. God has allowed you to make it through, like yep. that situation that happened in Georgia. Looking at twenty years plus life, you God, nobody can't say God is not real. God, God is provided real. a way. He got you yeah. out of that situation. He got you yeah. out of the second time. Like you, you took your power back, and this time you took your power back, and you took it back with pride. And you right. keep walking forward, and you just gonna keep going until right. those three little girls look back and say, "Guess what? My mom made it." Right. My yeah. mom made it. Yeah. So that's true. I I want to thank you personally for <clears throat> coming on. My little platform, tell your story. <laughs> well, not little. My it's platform little. to tell your story <laughs> yeah. and, and, and let Thank me you. go. You're free. You. You're free. Yes. You're no no more living in bondage. You're right. free. Hey, man. You're That's free. so true. So yep. and um it's so funny that you said taking your power back because um I have a quote that I wanted to read and it, and it reads that power is not given to you you have to take it take so guess it. what you took your power back and now it's time <laughs> for you to run on and keep it moving and don't Ooh. look back you know yeah look back and that um quote was from beyonce knows <clears throat> but oh. once again i want to thank you for coming on the change after 40 podcast telling your story um if anyone is listening tonight listening tonight and you know someone that's maybe going through domestic violence or have experienced domestic violence, please share <clears throat> this podcast with them to give them some inspiration that they could take their power back to. Yeah. And, and um, if anyone is listening tonight, what would you want to tell them <clears throat> regarding getting out of a domestic violence situation? I would tell them that um, you're not alone. Mm -hmm. um, you have more um, 
standing behind you, pushing you forward, then you do against you. Um, mm-hmm. You can start again. Mm-hmm. You can win again. Mm-hmm. You can rebuild, um, but you can't get your life back in. Just be sure to um, reach out to your local um, domestic violent advocates and mm-hmm. state or town you're in. Um, they're more accessible than you think. You know, you're not less than because you do that. So, I mean, tell somebody, you know, don't don't go through it alone. I mean, I know I have class. I had a classmate who was killed. I had um, mm. I had a cousin that killed his ex-wife. So, you know, tell somebody, you know, yeah. even, you know, even if it's just a friend, I'm accountable to my sister. My sister knows my everything she knows i share my location you know Mm -hmm. let it just be one person you know share and 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 don't be afraid it doesn't make you a coward it doesn't make you um it doesn't make you a snitch because we think we owe these men loyalty we owe no you owe it to yourself you owe it to your children you owe it to your family because not only do you suffer they suffer Mm -hmm. so tell somebody you know um yes let them know and if anyone is listening tonight, how can they reach you if they need some support? Um, do you want to give out any information regarding reaching you or? Um, sure. Okay. Sure. All right. I, um, on Facebook, I am Sierra Hill and you spell that C-I-A-R-R-A-H-I-L-L. Okay. Um, um, you can reach me through Facebook. Um, also on Instagram, I am Lady Sierra and and those are my social media outlets. Okay. And once again, thank you, Miss Sierra, for um, sharing your story with us. And um, I pray that God continue to bless you and your beautiful three girls <clears throat> with much success. And once again, I'm going to leave out with this um, quote. It reads, power is not given to you. You have to take it. And you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, The Change After 40 Podcast. I am Amisha. Thank you for tuning in tonight. You can re- um, We have weekly episodes every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. This Sunday, I will be doing a live um, broadcast for um, uh, Sunday, self-care, self-care Sunday. Going over some tips, just um, giving out information about taking care of self, putting self first. So please tune in on Sunday at 12 o'clock Eastern time with um, Instagram and Facebook. Once again, thank you for tuning in to the Change After 40 podcast. Good night. Thank you. Good night. Have a good one. Good night. You too.